So are they going to finally, um, cut, uh, Thor's foreskin? Uh, his Thorskin? His Thorskin. <laughs> talking about kitchen nightmares kitchen. because guess what we're lucid dreaming in a kitchen nightmare yeah so this is do drums wait wait do good there we go batch but yeah, uh, this is another uh, kind of off-brand episode. Um, didn't feel like talking about Swamp Thing this week again. Yeah, so uh, it's going to be... So instead, we watched four episodes of Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Uh, uh, can you name them off the top of your head? Uh, yeah, looking? yes. Um, the Hot Potato Cafe. Boom. Um, Mama Rita's. There you go. Uh, Sebastian's. And? Uh, what was the last one? Uh, the Dinner Bell. No, the, was it the, not the Melting Pot, was it? Um. Um. There's the healthy, the healthy. Yeah, they went, uh, it's Melting Something, though, I I, I think. Was it Melting Pot? It might have The Meeting Pot? No. Um. Shit, Sebastian's is the last one I have on my thing. It'll be on your phone. Who's um, your history? Mixing bowl. Mixing bowl. Almost got him though. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. A lot, of, <laughs> a lot of woes. A lot of uh, a lot of a lot of odd. So I guess before we start, uh, what's what's your history with the show? What's your history with Kitchen Nightmares? I mean, I've watched Gordon Ramsay general stuff but i've never actually like focused in and watched the show too much uh so you've been a you've been a fan but not necessarily a follower yeah if it's on i'd watch it but uh otherwise yeah i just kind of fell into a kick of it lately because gordon ramsay clips on youtube and stuff yeah it happens you get suggested and then it's just like oh i think i'm sick of watching clips i want to watch a full episode and then uh but um yeah, no, the same thing happened to me a couple of years ago where I was just like, I don't know what to watch. And then I, then it was on Netflix. And so I was just like, yeah, I guess I'll put these on. And I ended up watching like five seasons of it. Because <laughs> was just like, I have nothing better to do. I have no, no new shows right now. Um, I definitely say it's a guilty pleasure show. Um, it's... Every every episode I watch, at some point, I'm just like, "This is terrible television." I really, it has a lot. It has a lot of those like real shitty reality TV moments to it. Yeah, and and it, I don't know. I I'm probably follow 
fall yeah no i fall in with the uh majority crowd and saying i i really just like watching it for the first half because i like watching the place wa- in you, meltdown mode yeah watching in meltdown mode watching him order stuff and just be like this is shitty tell but it is good. tell them it's shitty half of the fun in it is in my mind is uh how long will the meltdown go on will you know at some point will if they turn then it's like okay well this last ten minutes will be nice and heartwarming. My favorite whatever, stuff but... is is it's always just like, I know better than Gordon Ramsay. I know how to run a restaurant better than <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. Who is this guy coming in here telling me I'm he not doesn't... running my restaurant right? He doesn't know from taste. It's not gonna be. It's not <laughs> gonna be unique. Oh my God, <sighs> Sebastian! Yeah. God. Um. Do you want to start with that or? Um. I guess. Well, do you want to go in the order we watched, or I mean, or in like the order of, of which when ones? They would have, I I'm, I don't know the answer to either one, so let's just pick and choose. Oh, uh, so if we were, yeah, so yeah, let's go with Sebastian's first. Sebastian's was um, so that was is that season one episode three or six? Um, let me pull that up. That was the Burbank Pizza Joint. Yeah, that was. Come on. So yeah, that that was season one, episode six. Uh, so Sebastian is Sebastian's is a pizza place in Los Angeles. Um, run by Sebastian Demotica. Demo, I don't know. Run by Sebastian. Uh, it says here a part-time actor. Yeah, he was. Well, that was the his picture was up on the wall. Um, he was but, very into promoting that. It seemed like everybody was real into promoting themselves. At yes, that place. because they were all actors <laughs> or musicians. Oh, um, that was so weird. Everybody on camera just was like, right away was like, "Ooh, it's my moment." So this episode, its main there were this restaurant's main thing. Is its unique concept where it has a very complicated menu with twenty different flavor combinations or yeah. some shit like and that. And then you put one of those options onto a few different, either a few, a selection of a few different meats or like portobello mushroom, and then you could get it done. Yeah, you could have life. it as on a. On a sandwich, or on top of a salad, or just as an entree, yeah, or, or something as like an that. entree with a side, or something. I don't think like we that. ever fully had it explained, and nor did we ever see the outcome of one of those. Uh, when Gordon ate, I think that was the outcome of one of them. Maybe because oh, okay. whatever he got up, whatever he got was the like the steak, but it was just chopped into the little tiny. Oh, that's cubes. right. That's right. Uh, so nothing was served fresh. Almost nothing was served fresh. Yeah, that was bad. Everything was frozen, and it showed. And uh, Sebastian's definitely the bad guy in this episode. He was very much resistant against any changes away from his mm-hmm. unique his unique menu conception. He wanted it. He so wanted it to be unique. He didn't. He didn't care. It's several points. If it he was, was just, if, if it was, was good or bad, or, it was just like yeah. no, this is unique. No one else is doing anything <laughs> like this. Not realizing it's just like maybe there's a reason someone isn't. Any, yeah, but nobody no one, else is confusing the fuck out of their customers. Why shouldn't I? 
Oh, I gotta. You can, you, can, you can come in an order and not know what the fuck you just did. I think like that's Sebastian's. The moment of I'll drink like, some wine with you. The moment of his like pure psychosis is when he's just like, I see Sebastian's as a franchise. I see Sebastian's <laughs> going not even not even just nationwide, international. Mm-hmm. He sees it in different frozen countries. pizzas. Yeah, he sees it in stores, and it's just like. You can't get, and Gordon's just fucking yelling at him, it's just like, you can't get one thing, you can't get one right. How are you going to do this as a franchise? (sighs) Um, but... Sebastian didn't, uh, make, make it very long, did it? Uh, no, let's, so, yeah, um, Gordon tries to introduce a new menu, Sebastian pushes back against it. Um, has a meltdown, and then comes back, probably because the producers are like, hey, we dropped a ton of money re- uh, revamping this place, fixing the interior in here, so Come you're going to fucking play ball, or, yeah. or we're going to leave you with the bill, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, this is from realitytvrevisited.com. Ooh. Uh, in their article about kitchen nightmares, um, specifically about this episode. Um, so what happened next to Sebastian's after Gordon left? Well, uh, after Gordon left, uh, the, the old menu returned complete with confusing, uh, combination. God, really? Yes. Of course. And then, um, so this episode aired, it was filmed in February of 2007 and aired in November of 2007. And so in January of 2008, uh, Sebastian's closed. So it made it three months, two months? Yes. Something like that, yeah. Well, no, because it was February, so it made it almost a year. Yeah. From film, not from air. It's not like it opened an air date. Yeah, but from the point where it was aired, that didn't give it any boost. Mm -hmm. Because they'd already... Because I think people would probably had wanted to go there for for the new menu, but probably showed up and was just like, oh, here's this insane, shitty menu. Um... But yeah, so... One yeah, so this is a kind of a fun fact. Uh, one of the chefs there, Chef Q, is seen later on in Kitchen Nightmares in season four as a head chef of Casa Roma. Um, and he says Sebastian just disappeared. <laughs> and in 2013, Sebastian had a role in the uh, the detective movie Angels Around Me, or maybe it's not a detective movie, but he appeared as a detective. Ooh, okay. <clears throat> and so then Sebastian's became a different pizza restaurant, a different Italian slash pizza restaurant. And they closed in 2014 to mostly one to three star reviews on Yelp. And now it's the Red Door with mostly positive uh, Yelp reviews. Um, hmm. But yeah, Sebastian's is great because that menu was so fucking weird. It's so confusing. He's so deluded. And there was like the whole we need to ex- we need to sit down and explain the menu to you. Yes. Like 
do they really do that with each customer? It seems like it. It seems like they have uh-huh. to, unless you're, um, unless you're, uh, what's the word? A regular. Yeah. And it seems like, it seems like I wouldn't want to be a regular there, really. No, no. I like bad pizza. So, uh, next one up is. I would say I would say right off the bat though Sebastian was probably the most delusional person we came across in the four episodes. Um next yeah, to I one think, other one. I think but... the second most delusional would be in the mixing bowl. Yes. Uh Mike? Yes, Mike yeah. the manager. Yeah, so let's go into that. Uh in the mixing bowl. From season one, episode three. Okay. So this one's a little bit, this one's even a little bit earlier. Um, So it's in Belmore, New York, owned by Billy and his wife, Lisa. And uh, the manager, Mike, who acts like, well, he's not an owner, but he acts like he's an owner. Yeah, he he was definitely taking charge in a lot of places where he probably and apparently stealing to... tips, which yeah. is just like, okay, dude, oh you lose God. all fucking that dude was a shitbag. Any sort of like sympathy for me when it's just like, okay, you're stealing tips, that's and that's and shitty, dude. Saying because those customers wouldn't be there without him. There. Yeah, he was just with my personality. You think these people will be here? And it's like, oh no, these people wouldn't be. These people aren't here be, for you, dude. Right these people the, are here because Gordon Ramsay's here. Right off the bat, when Gordon's eating that food and like it just sets down in front of him, and he takes that first bite, and you just the camera pans over, and there he is, just it's watching just, him, and just comes over immediately as that food goes into his mouth. How, how do you like the food? How do you like the food? It's like, dude, you... Gordon just is like, I do not stare at me. It feels like a cockroach is standing on my shoulder. Uh, Yeah, that dude is painful. Billy the Cook was a nice dude, though. He was was a little bit... uh, He was very... Very quiet. Yeah, very quiet, very... um, I can't think of a better word than quiet. Stoic. Stoic might be, um, maybe timid. Possibly. Yeah, because I think stoic is a little too much, like... Well, he just didn't show anything. He just yeah. was... No, no emotion. Um, but apparently no one there, they'd been open for, like, eight years or something, and no one there realized that when they first opened... There were only four other restaurants around, and now there's, like, over 40. Yeah. Just like, how did you guys not see all those notice that? Up. Yeah. All this, and then, was it Mike with all his signs? Oh, God, those signs. Uh, I paid a lot for these. Yeah, I paid a lot. I know a guy. I paid a lot. I, I feel like... I know a guy, he knows, ripped me off. He, yeah, anybody he knows would just be... Yeah, here comes Mike. He uh, he doesn't know how much signs cost. Fucking dollar today. Um, but yeah, Mike's a piece of shit. He freaks out. Um, Gives fifty percent off coupons in random bills. Oh my god! Yeah, that's just stupid. Um, Fred pretty much spends his entire shift just hanging out with the customers and. Yeah, being being real lazy. 
Same with Sebastian. Sebastian wanted to do that in the episode before too. He was just like schmoozing all the time and sitting down having this, drinks with people. And this is season one stuff. This is this is before anyone's seen the show. They don't realize what this show is, or they mm-hmm. may they may have seen like the British version, which is a different beast. It is more of I'm going to come in here and I'm actually legitimately going to try to help you. Mm. I'm going to be like. I'm going to tell you the problems that are wrong. I'm going to tell you that your chef's a fucking idiot if he's a fucking idiot. But the British the British Kitchen Nightmares is a lot more tame. It, it's a lot similar things. They just don't have that big, like, we got to produce this so yeah, much. It's not so it, it's a lot more, it's, yeah, it's a lot more of, it's just like... It's more British. Yeah, you got to just, you, you got to get your shit together. It's Bake Off versus Cake Boss. Uh, maybe. Like, well, I haven't great, seen, I haven't great, seen I mean, Cake great, Boss, but yes. Great British Baking Show versus Cake, you know, or no, something don't, of don't, that similar. Don't, don't bastardize it. it is, I know. It's Bake Off. I know. If you ever look at the, the dish they win, it says Bake Off. It doesn't say the Great British Baking Show. <sighs> American production shit. Is, that's what we get. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, uh, mixing bowl. Um, so, yeah, they uh, made a slight change, I guess, to their menu. It went decent. They decided to do healthy food. And, I don't know, the food looked decent. I'd have tried that. Yeah, it looked alright. How long did they exist? Um... Oh, this one was the one that lasted a little bit longer. It lasted enough that Gordon could do a revisit. Oh, yeah, that was right. Um, but then in 2009, uh, it closed. Oh, January no. of 2009. And now it's a Greek restaurant with mixed reviews. Hmm. Um, so they lasted for a couple more years. Uh, so up next, yeah, either Mamarita or let's save Mamaritas for for last. For let's last. do hot potato. Yeah. Hot potato cafe. Oh god, this one. Ugh. This one was the most middle of the road, I'd say, out of all of them. Yeah. It was three sisters, something three, three, sisters, three relatives, yeah. and then they uh, they did... hired hired one of the what a niece or one of them's daughter and yeah, the other two's yeah. niece yeah something like that to be the cook and it was potato themed but it didn't actually, really seem very potatoey actually it might be all of their niece it might be from oh a fourth, from a... from a fourth sister that isn't okay. involved. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, they, all the owners think that the, the problem is more of an issue of, uh, decor and less of fish issue of food, but it's an issue of food because, because yeah. the niece that they have as the head chef isn't trained to be a chef. She, she doesn't know what the fun she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she doesn't even really want to be there. And yeah, they're um, serving, they're serving stuff like this potato skins that they froze like a month before mm. yeah 
this food was not looking real, real good. They went back to that. They got a really bad review that had. Uh, oh God, that's Spuddy right, Hell. Spuddy Hell. That was right. And they the kept going back shit to with making the reviewer. that shitty pun. And then that, and then that reviewer came in. Yes. When they made their little flipperoo. And he made more potato puns. Mm-hmm. Oh, and God. He said it was potato-rific on the Potato-rific. What a turd. <laughs> God. If that, if, if that guy's listening. And then he, ever. like, um... Ooh, that's a, that's a His article fist. was, like, a new star. Ch. <laughs> uh, and it's like, no, that doesn't starch. work. It doesn't it's work. It's like a new start. It's like an anus... Anus Tarch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Gordon also got in. He brought in a chef t- to come in for a month and kind of mentor. Mm-hmm. A real potato was. And then they brought in like three months of free potatoes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> potato horrific. Okay. Um, but that yeah. That was the worst. So... After after Kitchen Nightmares left, and the dude left the restaurant, the quality started to slip back to the old ways. Aww. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, apparently, according to Yelp reviews, after filming, uh, the service was praised, but the food quality appears to be hit and miss. Uh, but That's then a shame. It, um... Yeah, but then the Hot Potato Cafe closed in August of 2010. So what? Uh, this was a season three, episode one. So this aired January 2010. Ooh, that was Ooh. the premiere of a season two. That's yeah. That's a bland. That's a bland way. It was to open filmed in May. Wait, what did you just say before that? It was filmed in May of 29 of uh 2009, and then it aired in January. January 29th, 2010. What and was the ooh statement, though? Let's say filmed earlier. Oh. So, Danielle is a nurse and a bartender. So, I guess she didn't want to actually be a chef. Yeah, I didn't see that panning out. Yeah. Especially because in the beginning she was just like, I don't really want to do this. I don't know. I'm just doing it to help my sisters out, or my my aunts out. Yeah. My three shitty aunts. And so that brings us to Mamaritas. Mamaritas. This was probably the like out of all of them. This was like the like best looking restaurant out of all of them well yeah there that one that one stood out on its own well it's because it's in Dang. it's in uh newberry park california uh, i believe that's close to la i don't really know uh-huh. it's hard to tell california is so fucking big oh, but definitely kind of southern california looking yeah yeah closer closer to mexico than to oregon yes um, so we, where we meet Laura, the owner of Mama Rita's, named after her grandmother. And she is $2.2 million in debt. Ugh. Um, because, uh, she, she did okay in a, um, in a catering business. 
And she thought that that would translate, although that knowledge and experience would translate perfectly to a restaurant. Some of her customers kept uh, Oh, yeah, her customers saying, you should open a restaurant. And um, she did. She did, and she is floundering. She bought a million and a half dollar fucking gorgeous oh. ass building. Oh my god, it does look, it looks really that nice. This is pretty. And all, like, this was a thing where it's like Gordon didn't have to do any renovations to it because it's just like, yeah, no, this is all really nice shit. This is really nice tables. This is really nice seating. It's a really, yeah. it's a really wonderful building. The biggest problem is no one's fucking here. Yeah. Um, but they have like huge problems in the back because they're still running it more like it's a. But um, not, that's not even good catering service. Like, I know you, exactly. The way you would run a good catering service. So, so yeah, that yeah, is... they're still running it like a catering service. So they have a bunch. Of, they make a bunch of shit in large. I think it's more of they still have the attitude of how to do prep. They have like the mm-hmm. prep work attitude of just like we get a bunch of shit done. We free some of it. But then they also just had stuff stored in that fridge for like a year. Yeah. So Yeah, it was stuff where it's just like, okay. Packs of 20, 40 tamales that are a year old. That are a year old. Yeah, yeah. that stuff shouldn't be going out. Any shit and was lots chicken of it. in there it. Was, there was so much on that table, though. They pre-packed, I mean, for an actual number, I, I would say between, what, five, six hundred tamales? Five and close to the same on chimneys? Like chimichangas? Yeah, something like that. Like, both of those, as well as, uh... What else did they even make? Those two things were the only things that really got mentioned a bunch. Yeah, they made... Taquitos. Yeah. They did taquitos. Uh, but, like, everything is microwaved at some point to at least thaw it. Mm-hmm. Everything ended up being really dry. Oh, there was a thing where it's just, like, everything got out really quick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, like blinding. The first night there, like, every... The lady's getting her food, and she's like, I totally even took a bite of my soup. One guy was like, that, that was three minutes. And there's some shit where it's just like, you when your food get, it's like you want your food there quick, but there's there's a point where it's right, just it's like, too quick. that I, was way too fast. I, I've, I've been working at a Mexican restaurant for a while, and I've got a real issue with that, too, because I'll order appetizers, and I, especially if it's like a fish appetizer, it takes between 8 and 10 minutes for them to make. So I'll have to like I'll wait to put in their dinner and or I'll wait to put the dinner in after and it'll still get out in like three four minutes. So even if I wait till they get their their appetizer, they're like three bites into it by the time their dinner gets done. No matter how hard I try to pull it off. Well, it does. Okay, that that, that I mean that is it is what the I mean, Mexican restaurants do hold themselves on that kind of service. That's. There That's is also norm, a thing with a lot of Mexican restaurant entrees tend different. to be things where it's just like, yeah, a lot of this is already, a lot of the basics of it are are already pre-made and they just need to yeah. be assembled together. Correct. It's that old, it's that old joke where it's just like, yeah, Mexican food is the same Meat. five, same five ingredients combined in different ways. Yeah. Just the tortilla changes shape. Yeah. But, um... I can see that, and yeah, because yeah, when I think about it, there's not a ton of stuff that's just like this needs. If we, if you have, if you, if you there's have the cert- prep work done, if you're doing, if you're doing like authentic Mexican stuff, there's some prep you need to do because then you might have some kind of like some form of slaws and things that should be 
freshly done ceviches always take things like that always take 15 20 minutes for those to actually oh yeah to actually do, yeah, do, do what they're do supposed what to they're do supposed cook to how do. they're supposed to yeah, yeah. things like that like that's all in that realm but yeah otherwise the rest of it is is fairly simple throw it throw it on a grill for a little bit yeah yeah, you so especially with like flank steak and stuff like like mm-hmm. just that thin meat that turn that turns out so well when you cover it in cumin and. I really spices. love I really love when at work we're we're prepping our chicken for like just our normal taco meat chicken, but we'll prep it in these uh you know big uh yeah, big tubs the big tubs yeah. yeah. Um, the big metal ones, and it'll just be chicken and a bunch of the in a bunch of the juice and seasonings, and it'll just kind of pull apart. It'll be cooked and kind of they'll let it sit in the juice and just pull apart for a day ish. And during that day of letting it soak up, I'll just take pieces from that, and it's so effing good. And then somehow we shred it all up, and it loses all its flavor. Like, if you catch it before it gets shredded up, it is the most juicy, awesome, flavorful chicken. And then you it have a taco the, it, with it in there, and it's just like, wow, that was that. Was that. Like, it must okay. be the juices. It must be losing yeah. the juices. Yeah. It's losing all that goodness. But if you just if you can get it full pieces of that chicken in a taco, oh my god, that would change everything. I miss working in the kitchen sneaking food. I don't miss about I don't miss almost anything else, but I do miss being able to just yeah slyly sneak in some food. It's like ooh, some bacon. Ooh. I always like when there's a mistake on the ledge, and it's just like oh well, we gotta eat it quick, and everybody just grabs a taco quick off the plate. And uh, I always did that when I was making um the battered chicken at China Garden. Uh, one fresh, freshly battered, fresh oh, out the fucking, God. out of the oil. Well, not fresh out the oil, but, like, let it sit for five mm-hmm. minutes. You just pop, you pop a couple of those in your mouth. They're so yeah. unbelievably good. Uh, but, but then, even when you're, when you're going to make, uh, make some for a regular order, and then it's just like, oops, I accidentally made a few too many pieces. These aren't all going to be able to fit in the box. <laughs> uh, shucks. <laughs> Oh darn! Got to make an extra to test it to make sure it cooked all the way through. No, like we always do that with the wings. <laughs> Gotta be sure. Uh-huh. You just precaution. ate that in one bite. How do you know if it was? That <laughs> uh, that would be my problem with that. Where it's just like, oh shit! I was supposed to bite it, not just and look at it, <laughs> debone it. So, uh, favorite episode, least favorite episode of the phone. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Maria's closed. Or, um... Oh, we're closed? closed? Yeah. Yeah, Mama Rita's closed. Mama Rita's closed. Yeah. This one was weird. I did not like the interaction between the owner and the head chef. Oh, yeah, we didn't finish talking about this one. It doesn't matter. Well, we didn't even bring up, uh, that, that head chef that didn't exist or say anything once or... She didn't speak... Care. I don't think she spoke uh, English that well. She, uh, it, uh, I suppose. Uh, she seemed uncomfortable to be on camera. Yes, I would agree. I would agree. But she just, I don't know, she just didn't seem like she was feeling it. Yeah. Or know well, how well, to, it's or because, know how to cook, uh, how to be a line cook and not and not a um, 
how to how to not just reheat food. Yeah, how to not. I feel like she knows how to reheat food, but I don't like when they when they did the challenge thing where everybody oh, yeah, had yeah, to yeah. cook something and she made chicken, chicken with, with salt and garlic. Salt and garlic on it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's pretty uninspired. Well, she spent most of it just being like, "I'm thinking what to do." It's like I'd also be intimidated if I was just basically a line cook and it's just like yeah work with gordon ramsay makes something uh but yeah they closed down uh, obviously because that's building's way too fucking expensive oh. um but yeah uh what were you saying favorite episode oh uh favorite least favorite um instead of doing a rating scale i think favorite for me, or I'm going to go least favorite first. So my least favorite was probably, um, was it potato? Yeah, I think it was the hot potato cafe. Uh, that yeah, one, that was the biggest whoop de do. Yeah, that one was just like, there wasn't big drama. There wasn't a big bad guy in that one. It there was, was just, no outwardly standing bad guy in that the one. The outwardly standing bad guy was kind of the ants, but they kind of twisted that into being, well... No, it's just that the the niece has lost her passion. Oh. It's just like she had a passion for this. I think she was doing this because they're family and she needed a job out of college. Or I, probably in college. Mm-hmm. Um, but then my favorite is Sebastian's. Because yeah. Sebastian's is completely insane. Yeah, he was a nut. He was a nut for sure. He he just so wanted to be unique, completely missing the point that it's just like, you should try to be good first, and then you can be unique. Be be unique in how good your food is, not how complicated your menu system is. Uh, but yeah, what would you? What were your? What would you? Um, I'd agree on the on the least. Um, Potato, yeah, potato just didn't stand out. It was, it was, a, I mean, it wasn't a bad episode in general, but it just, it didn't have a bunch of it tension. Re- it didn't have yeah, no tension. It resolved way quickly. And it didn't have a line cook that's real combative. It didn't have someone being like, "Fuck you, Chef Ramsay. You don't know what you're talking mm-hmm. about." Everyone, Th- I love my recipes. These their are my biggest shits. problem was they they didn't realize their food was bad, and then they realized their food was bad. Yeah, and then they accepted it pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, I really didn't like the new sign. Yeah, Ramsey came no. out with a new sign for him, and it was that blue and red thing. Yeah, and he didn't look... change the font. The font was terrible. Yeah, and he didn't... Also, ch- the name was terrible. Yeah, the, the Hot, Hot Potato, Potato Cafe. Cafe. That's... Really, that's gonna that's gonna be a, the most memorable place in Philly. Well, because a, a Hot Potato, the most... Thing it's not, there's the thing nothing it's, cafe about that. Well, the thing a hot potato is most known for is something that you you throw away from yourself before it hurts you. Ah. When when you put that together though with like hot potato, I think of like itis type food where it's like I'm gonna yeah, eat real it and I'm gonna take a nap, and then you add that with the chipper morning were, spirit of cafe, and it were becomes they the a restaurant? Mess. I think they were the restaurant that was serving like double portions basically. yeah they were huge huge portions yeah um but what was your favorite oh favorite one um 
cross between Sebastian's and Mixing Bowl. Um, What'd you like about Mixing Bowl? Mixing Bowl, just watching Mike be a nut was... Oh yeah, Mike was, was a fucking dipshit. Was entertaining. <laughs> uh, um, what did you like about uh, Sebastian's? Sebastian's, I mean, Sebastian was a, uh, was, a, was character. a dipshit too. He's a real card. Yeah. Um, everybody at Sebastian's was a character that literally was a character because that's what they were doing, basically. Except for the, it seemed like the, um, head cook and manager lady. She was, uh, she seemed, uh, she, yeah, she yeah. seemed like she, she cared. She was like, I like these people that I work with and I like this place and I don't want it to go out of business, but I also wish we were doing better. All the cooks there seemed like just normal line cooks, like you just hire them on. Yeah, they They, did... they would have worked at an Applebee's if it wasn't that. They didn't seem like they hated the job, but they didn't seem like it was like, would be the end of the world if mm-hmm. Sebastian's went belly up. It'd just be like, oh, it kind of sucks that we're, we don't get to do this lazy ass job. Uh, they did their grand reopening on Oscar night. Ugh. Yeah. Some pretentious shit. But, uh, yeah, Melting, um, not Melting Pot, uh, I just, that's that stupid fondue place in Brookfield. Yeah, dude. Um, it's also, uh, dude, that place bowl. is, have you ever been there? No. That place is also stupid expensive. Oh, I've heard that, I've heard that. Um, but Mixing Bowl had that arena football team come in, and then oh, they the dinosaurs. Didn't... Yeah, and then they did... or whatever <laughs> the, they're called. The dinosaurs, the dragons, the dragons. Ah, we the dinosaurs. We the dinosaurs. I'm a plesiosaur. And and what's his name? Didn't Mike forgot to put the reservation, the reservation and then had a meltdown in front of all those people. Oh, he like... basically called. That lady a bitch. Yeah. And then uh, then they got a table for the dinosaurs. And, <laughs> and everything is all better. The philosophers. Oh my god, that was a moment. But yeah. Um, not a bad way to spend almost four hours. Yeah, we watched some... Uh, did we, did, we, did, we didn't watch for four hours. We did like three. We watched four episodes. Yeah, so it's that's, like three hours. They're like 45 40. minutes each. So it's like... Two is an hour and a half. Four is three. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. But we did have to take breaks kind of in the middle too, so we were close to spending four hours. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm just, trying, yeah, to, uh... I'm just trying to justify my life. All these, all I these think, restaurants are closed. I think the surprise real winner in this slew of episodes that I at least watched today, though, was right before you got over Flamangos. Oh, yeah, I've seen Flamangos. Into the Junction, and that shitty boss lady, oh my god, she was delusional, and they were serving steaks out of roof tiles, and... Oh, that's that one, that, that's a big clip online, that one gets suggested to me a bunch... And it's just, it's served on a hot roof tile, and they pour butter over it, and, and then, then the, the butter goes into a, just a dish. Yeah, like the butter, and the steak, the steak juice butter is, I think that's the idea of it. It runs into a dish, and then you dip your steak into more butter that's already buttered. You don't need to, you don't need, if, 
If oh, the steak was, has the proper awful. amount of fat on that it, you don't need to so add awful. more butter to it. You should just add butter to it if you're trying to like brown that it while you're bullshit. brown it in the pan. You don't need to dump. She butter. did not, and then and then they uh, they switched the restaurant around and gave it the new name, and she just hated all the changes. They I hate blue. Blue is the word, and just I hate all. I don't of like this. I don't like this menu. Yeah, she was so pissed about it all. What uh. B word. Uh, Brontosaurus. Yep. She was a real dinosaur. She was a dinosaur doctor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> a dinosaur doctor. Oh. oh, God. That's becoming an old reference now. It is. And that's one of the few Nick Kroll references I feel like I would accept. Because otherwise, I just don't think he's funny. It's okay. He, he's, uh, I should say he's very hit or miss. He, I liked um. He's incredibly hit or miss. I like his old man character he does with um John Mulaney. I'm so so. Uh, that's a very hit or miss character again. I like. I I really like those characters a lot. I I like a weird. I like really specific weird old people jokes, where it's just like, yeah, we're we're two very weird old men. <laughs> Not only are we old, but we were weird before we were old. Mm-hmm. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, dinosaur doctor. Dinosaur doctor. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, what are we? Um, at? I think that's good. I think we're we're at time. Okay. Uh, unless you've got you got some more. Um, got any? Boom! 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 No, that was my that was uh, beatbox in there, dude. Real uh, fresh beat laid down. For, oh, your beats are y'all. so fresh, you children. You fresh children with your uh, fresh baits. Uh, but yeah. Um, until next time. We'll see you in the swamp, maybe. No, no, no. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Uh, I, I'm, I, there's something. I'm, I'm. It's brewing in there. Uh, uh, until next time. Starts around. Um, make a potato pun. Next time. Sleep easy so you don't end up in a kitchen nightmare. Oh, I see what you did there. I don't know. Do you have, do you have, can um, you do something better, please? Um, <laughs> please. But yeah, uh, until next time, uh, we hope we've woken you up from your kitchen nightmare. Oh, God, just, we, should, yeah, roll the music. Okay. Bye. Swamp Things I Hate About You is now available on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And remember, only dumb kids dream.